Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network. Real women sharing real stories about their ups, their downs, their journey, and their transformations. Through these stories, we'll explore what it takes to have the courage to speak your truth, follow your passion, and be the change you want to see in the world. And now, let's get started with today's show. And welcome everybody to the Be Real, Get Real podcast brought to you by Women's Prosperity Network. And today I have the privilege of introducing you to Cynthia Strauss. And we're going to be talking about from the heights to the streets and then back again. Feels like a familiar journey for many of us. Welcome, Cynthia. Good to see you, Nancy. I am grateful for you. Yeah, me too. Grateful for you to be here. Uh, And thank you for uh, being open and willing to share some of your story to to support others and, you know, traveling that road and maybe getting through it a little bit easier. Uh, For those listening in, let me share a little bit about Cynthia's background and then we'll dive into today's conversation. Cynthia Strauss is a life protection specialist showing individuals, entrepreneurs, and small business owners how to protect their lives and their assets and build wealth for the future. So listen up, everyone. This is good. (laughs) She's the owner of the Strauss Agency, representing over 20 A-rated companies to provide her clients with the best products and services available. Her passion comes from her own experience, having taken care of her mother, which depleted all of her mother's savings, being hit by the financial downturn in 2008-2009, like so many of us, me included, and her husband's near-death experiences. These all increased her awareness of the need that we have to be prepared for these unexpected events in our lives. She capitalizes on her experiences to share with her clients the ways to avoid these situations in their own lives. She grew up helping her father with his business, providing life and disability insurance to groups in the mid-Atlantic states. She's expanded these services to include access to legal services, home care, and data protection, all really important things these days. She's passionate about helping people put services, procedures, and policies in place to protect themselves and their families. So welcome, Cynthia, and thank you for what you're doing because you've, you've taken on with passion, getting people to do something they don't like to do, <laughs> right? It's not hard. Like it's Friday, I'm going to go check out all my life insurance policies. It's not what we want. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, unfortunately, most people, they hear life insurance and in their head, they're thinking death insurance. Mm-hmm. And of course, who wants to think about death? But Actually, nowadays, a lot of these policies have living benefits, so they don't only protect you in the event of death, they also help you in case you have a, an illness, but they also, there are certain vehicles that can actually be structured in such a way that you can set them up almost like a savings account or like a retirement account. So That makes it easy for you. Right. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of the background because you've been through a lot friend, you know, to the heights and the streets and back up and down and all around. Um, So share with us, you know, some of what that experience was like taking care of your mom, what happened with your husband, let's just 
share share with us about that. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, back in uh, 2003, um, my mom had her own house in Tamarack. My husband and I and our three kids, we had our own, and many animals, uh, had our own home in Coral Springs. We decided to sell both those homes and buy one large home. We had a six-bedroom house in Coral Springs that we ended up buying, merging both of our families so that my mom could live with us. So it had a master suite so she could have that whole side wing of the house. And we had round-the-clock care for her. And she ended up living till 2008. And wow. by that time, this was costing, at, at the minimum, it was $80,000 a year that we were putting out. And I came from a fairly, you know, an upper middle class family. My mother had quite a bit, you know, I mean, at one point she even said to me, what does it feel like to know you're going to be a rich woman one day? Well, that did not happen <laughs> because by the time she passed away, even though she had a long-term care policy, but that only lasted for three years. And those were three years when she was still living in Tamarack. Uh, you know, now that I look back on it, I feel like she almost started using that too soon. But, you know, you don't know that at the time. And, and so she outlived the, uh, the long-term care policy, and we were just basically going into her savings to pay for all of this care that she needed. Right, and I don't people. begrudge her that. Yeah, yeah, for people <laughs> you know, to come in and take care of her while you're working, your husband's working, you're taking care exactly. of your family and all of that. That's yeah. right, that's right. And so by the time she passed away, there was very little left. And then on top of it, that was 2008. I was working as a budget coordinator, production coordinator for Levitt and Sons, one of a you know, major home builder, one of the oldest home builders in the country. And it went bankrupt. Right. So I actually lingered on it, went from a company of about 500 people dwindled down to 20, you know, and went through certain name changes and machinations. And then one day they called in two of us and they laid off, they made it 18. And I was one of the people that got laid off in 2009. Wow. So I went to a fairly well-paying job. Fortunately, I did find another job fairly quickly, but it paid me a lot less than what I had been getting paid. And my husband went through similar things with his work. So we went through a very lengthy process after that of, uh, you know, we went through not being able to pay our mortgage, went through battling, you know, getting a lawyer and battling the, you know, mortgage company, trying to refinance. It actually went, we stayed living in the house for quite a few years after all of this happened, but it was all precipitated by, you know, what happened in 2009. And eventually we did lose our home. And uh, I, you know, ended up moving into a two bedroom condo, uh, which I'm actually very, very happy. Well, that's good. <laughs> we don't know why some of the less- I really love the density. It, it sort of forced that to happen to me, but I, I really love having the, the two bedroom place with the, uh, very bright and light and uh, I, I like you know minimalizing so uh, that I really enjoy it it's actually something I've wanted to do so, so it, uh, it came in a very yeah it came in a strange package right, right. 
distracted. distracted. So how, how do you, this is a personal question for you, um, dealing with your mom, dealing with the stress related to what went on, you know, with the house, with losing your job, with your husband going through similar things, your husband having these near death experiences, which we haven't touched on. How do you, Cynthia, maintain your health and sanity through these things? What are some things that you do to help keep you from getting really depressed? Or maybe you did get really depressed. I don't know. I, I tend to not be an anxious person. Um, I'm not saying that I never had moments of anxiety. Of course I did. Yeah. Uh, but I seem to be less anxious than most people. Um, there is a scripture in Philippians that I like to go to, which when I say it, it actually helps me to calm down. It's, I guess it's like meditation for some people, uh -huh. you know, but the anxious for nothing, you know, it, it, it just, it, and that um, the Lord will be with you and comfort you. And he's always there for you. And that, I just, I say that scripture in my head and it just, it just calms you down because you're not alone. That's what you're recognizing. Like be anxious for nothing. The Lord is with you. And when we can remember that, that mm -hmm. gives us actually the ability to source solutions for whatever's going on or be open to them. Cause if we're all in, Oh my God, it's terrible. Like we can't solve. I think Einstein has a quote that says, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. And I would actually venture to say that what he means by that in my interpretation is the mind that's in the problem can't create a solution. We have to get to a different, you know, feeling space and, and energy space. Anxiety mm -hmm. doesn't solve anything. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, so thank you. When I, even as a as a kid, my mother had that little placard of I'm I'm going to end up butchering the saying, but it's you know to know the difference between you know the things that you can change and the things that you can't change. The serenity you know, prayer, the serenity yes. prayer. Yeah. So I grew up with that. You know, it was like on a placard in my home, and I that has always stayed with me. Good. So, so you've had, you've had some good good bones behind you to support this, and. You know, let's look at what's happening today in the world. We need to be able to feel okay. You know, we might not be dancing in the streets right now or <laughs> dancing in a club, um, but we need to be able to feel okay and accept what's happening so that we can operate from this place instead of just being mad that things are happening. That doesn't do it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, definitely. Well, I, what I find interesting, too, is that you hear all the, I don't watch as much news as I used to because it is so negative, but I still, you know, I still want to know what's going on in the world. But when I look around in my actual world and I walk around in my actual world and I relate to the people that I actually know, we're really doing okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, I know that there's bad things going on out there, but I think for most of us, it's really okay yeah, um, on our individual level yeah that was so, a, that was a that's great my yeah i love it 
Um, so let's transition as we're getting ready to wrap up these conversations always go so quickly and um, thank you again. Thank you for everybody who's watching. I trust you found some value so far. Uh, talk about, you know, how you transitioned, you know, with the Strauss agency uh, to provide these services. How did that shift come about for you? Well, I actually uh, started the Strauss Agency about five years ago. Even though I grew up, my father was involved in insurance, and I used to have my friends, and I used to help them doing mailings, putting stamps on letters and all of that. I went away from that. I actually have a degree in uh, music therapy, and I haven't done that in many years. I, I've done a variety of different things, and I, before I got into insurance, I was actually doing more accounting type work, mm -hmm. uh, doing accounts payable for various uh, companies. Uh, but I was always looking for something to do extra, you know, and, and a friend invited me to a meeting one night and it turned out it was about becoming an insurance agent. And I went, yeah, you know, I really, I, I sort of have this background from my history in it. I know it's a, a valid, Thing that people need and uh, I want to help people and so I, I got involved about like I said about five years ago I got my license so that I could sell life insurance um, before that I had already been involved with um, legal shield so I also help people make sure that they get uh, their legal services in place through that and that's how I got started with it um, I motivated passionate about it because as I'm, you know, we touched on, my husband has gone through these life-threatening situations and he used to say in the past, oh, I don't need to get separate life insurance. I get it through my work. And well, then he ended up getting very sick, so sick that he was actually on dialysis for a little while. And then when he went back to his job, he went back for about a month, but he really wasn't able to perform up to snuff so they ended up letting him go well of course then he ended up losing that life insurance and now he's not and then when we went to get him life insurance wow. on our own uh we were able to get a policy but of course we're paying a well lot. over a hundred dollars a month for a policy that only twenty five thousand dollars base value wow as opposed to if he'd gotten insurance, went his own insurance, not through work when he was in his 30s or 40s, we would have had a policy for 100, 200,000 face value, whatever, you know, for, you know, $40 a month or something. You know, it makes such a difference. Well, and you know, you thank it. you. Thank you for bringing that up because especially like what's happened to you when you didn't, when your company that you work for went bankrupt, if, if you, if we only rely on somebody else to provide for us, there's a possibility that we'll get, you know, messed up, <laughs> you know, along the way. So even getting so, a small type of policy that you own, that you're, you know, responsible for, that you control, highly, highly recommended. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the way we put it is that when you have it through your employer, it's like you're renting insurance. <laughs> You don't own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. good. Yeah. It's like, hey, I mean, that's great. I mean, certainly if you can get it through your employer, more power to you. Get that. But get some also that you own yourself. 
on top of that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, Cynthia, I'm going to wrap us up and say thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing of yourself today so openly and giving us all the opportunity to take a look at what can I do now to protect against things, unexpected things that I just, I don't want to think about them happening, but better to think about them now and prepare for them than to be thinking about them when they happen and be unprepared. So right. thank you. Right. Thank you. How do people get in touch with you? They can either go to my website, uh, which is straussagency.com and that's Strauss with just one S at the end of Strauss, or they can email me at cstrauss at straussagency.com. They can call me at 954-448-3321. If you do any of those things, uh, I do have a free checklist that I would love to send anybody that uh, emails me. Uh, it's a preparedness, emergency preparedness checklist booklet that I put together. And um, anybody that responds do, you know, from watching this podcast, I'd love to also send them um, my new book that I've written. I was just looking for it. Uh, retirement planning for the self-employed. So if anybody would like wow, to get that's really good. a copy of my book and the checklist, just email me. If you go to my website, there's actually a place where you can click on free guide and you'll get the, uh, the checklist automatically if you do it through my website. Awesome. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I love the new book idea that, that you've written because that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Have an awesome Friday to all of our guests out there. Thank you for joining us and sharing and being a part of the Be Real, Get Real podcast because you're here. I know you're real. I look forward to being with you again. Until next time, make it an awesome, amazing day. Bye, everybody. Bye, Cynthia. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network, the place where impact-driven women shine as they make a positive difference for their families, their communities, and the world at large. Be sure to visit womensprosperitynetwork.com to tap into the power, resources, and connections this extraordinary community provides. That's it for today. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and until next time, make it a magical day.